if you're on live stream right now, you can press your, I believe you can press the share button or share it on text and get people to watch our service with you tonight. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen. I just received word from uh, one of the local hospitals, and they're just getting tired. And uh, the doctors and the nurses are very weary, and the aides and the senas, and so they're asking us to really lift them up in prayer because, um, you know, people are just getting tired and short-tempered, and so... Uh, they're working like slaves, <laughs> and uh, they're just trying to see that everybody stays comfortable and gets a good uh, healing, amen? So lift them up in prayer tonight, and let's just take a minute right now and pray. Father, thank you. Thank you for all our caregivers, God. Thank you for our doctors, our nurses, our aides, our senas, our uh, everybody, our our housekeeping department, everybody that is working diligently to help people in these hospitals. And Father, I just right now ask that you strengthen them, keep them healthy, God, in the name of Jesus. Father, I just speak to this coronavirus and I say, we will flatten the curve right now. That curve will be flattened in the name of Jesus. And I thank you right now, God, that every person is being infused with the Holy Spirit and the healing power of Jesus Christ to flood them. I speak strength into every body. I thank you right now, God, that you are in control and we crush the enemy's head tonight in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us tonight. Thank you for your faithfulness. We appreciate you and we love you and the support by being here. Amen. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for tonight. Thank you for life for the day to serve you. And Father, we pray for the word tonight. Stir our faith. Show us what we need in life as we face this difficult situation. Bring revelation tonight. Bring creativity in our spirits. Bless the word in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, let me have your attention just for a moment. I thought, impressed tonight, to get back to something very basic, very simple. This is not new to any of you. But right now, in the battle that we're in, we need faith. Yeah. And if we can look at what faith can do for us or has done for us. Amen. Again, this is a very simple, very basic teaching. But we need to be stirred in our faith at this time. And God laid it upon my heart to put this together. Say, we need faith. And uh, as we go through this today, I want you to see all that faith can do for you. And if faith can do that for you, we can get through this. Um, did you have the uh, clip up and running yet? The computer up and running or no? What did you say? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If you would uh, prepare to show this clip. But first, we want to read these two scriptures here. All right. Mark 11, 22. Mark 11, 22. 
Go ahead. And Jesus answering said to them, have faith in God. Say have faith in God. It's a Zoe faith, but have faith in God. Amen. Now that also translates have the God kind of faith. God kind of faith. Don't just limit it to the way you see faith, but have a God kind of faith, which is endless, which is persevering, which is enduring, and it's awesome. Amen? Ephesians, look at this. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Say the shield of faith. The fiery darts come to your mind. The thoughts, the fears. How am I going to make it two more weeks or another month? The fiery darts that come to you, you repel them with faith. Amen? This is why it's so important that we understand the need for faith in its sister, which is belief and trust. But faith is what we need to repel the fiery darts. I can't tell you how many pastors this week called me, Bishop, what should I do? What's going on? Uh, do I have church or not have church? What about my income? What about tithes, offerings? And I said, look, you will make it through this, Pastor. Just encourage him to stand and believe. God will make a way. Just this afternoon, I got another phone call in, uh, from one of our churches. And the Bishop said to me, his assistant pastor, and last 30 or 45 days, several of his leadership have left. Amen? And he's wondering, how's he going to get through? And I said, have faith and believe. And you will make it through. Amen? Several years ago, about 20 years ago, I can remember I went through a tremendous time. Uh, some of you remember, you were there with me. Amen? And uh, I had to go to court. I had... I was falsely accused. Just several things happened. And at that time, I watched one of my assistant pastors, two of my board members, another pastor, four, five, six people that were key people in the church just left. And I'm wondering, Lord, how am I going to make this? We were, we were much smaller in size. These are faithful tithers and givers. They're faithful people. How am I going to make it through? You know what? I'm still here today. Amen? I made it through, and so will you. God makes a way because we have faith in God. God will make a way. We will get through this. Be encouraged with that. And as we study this tonight, again, this is a very simple, very basic teaching. But as you study this tonight, let it stir your faith. If God can do this with faith, what can he do for me? If God can be faithful to all these promises with faith, then I, I want a little bit of that. Amen. Get hungry as we study these scriptures tonight. Say, I need faith. Say, you need faith. You need faith. Amen. I want to show this clip first. If you would show this clip. There's two of them. Show the first one, please. Christians should not be overtaken by fear no matter what. No matter what. You say, Frank, but what about this, what about this coronavirus? I mean, seriously. Pretty seriously, what should we do about the coronavirus? I think you should have a corona. <laughs> and I think you should chill out. 
If you are a believer, now I know someone's gonna, now I know someone might say, okay, Frank, you say that now, but if it does get out of control, if it does get out of control, see, and there's a pandemic, you know, then you, you got up here and joked about it. What are you gonna do then? What if you do have somebody in your family? What are you, what are you gonna do when you get the virus? Well, here's the point. God, my, the God that I believe in, the God that we're singing to today, the God that I worship, the God that wrote these scriptures, He's sovereign. It means He's in control of all of it. Therefore, if I get that, it's because God wants me to get it. Now, that doesn't mean that we don't wash our hands. That doesn't mean that we don't take precautions. That doesn't mean that we don't... I think Christians, Christians are... We're filled with the God, right? We, we should be the wisest people in the world to deal with these kind of things. Yes. But we should never be overtaken with fear if, if we believe God is sovereign, if we believe God is in control. We do what's necessary with the, with the wisdom God gave us. But do you understand? Don't get overtaken by fear. Amen. I don't know how I'm going to pay my bills. We just don't know. We'll cut, cut. Amen. Amen. Now, here's what I want you to do. Put your hands together this morning. Take any chances. Put your hands together like this. Say, pray. Pray. Let's pray. Pray. Say, pray. Pray. Let's pray. Pray. Say, pray. Pray. Wash. Wash. Pray. Pray. Wash. Wash. Pray. Spray. Amen. We have to use wisdom in the midst of this. Amen. I have a Lysol here. Disinfectant spray. Amen. Let's look at this. I want your heart to be stirred yes. at what God can do through faith. This is a refresher for some of you. Okay. But you need it this time. And you ever need to be rooted and grounded in faith. Now is the time. Look at what faith can do for you. You can get through this. We'll make it through together as a family of God. And as brothers and sisters in Christ. Amen. The first scripture, Ecclesiastes 3 and 8, fill in the blank. Ephesians 2, 8. I'm sorry. Amen. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. So you're saved by grace, but, but the, op- the operation to get that grace is through what? Faith. Grace alone won't save you unless you have faith to believe it. That's right. So it takes the faith. You are saved through faith and not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. Grace is the gift of God, but you need to tap into that grace, and you tap into that grace through faith. Amen? You're saved through faith. That's what those blanks are. You are saved through faith. So if he can save you through faith from hell, he can keep you at this time. That's right. Amen? Yeah. Next one. Habakkuk 2.4. Have a cookie. I love one. Have a cookie. Behold, his soul which is lifted up is not upright in him, but the just shall live by his faith. And that blank is the just shall live by faith. Well, so you're not only called to be saved by faith, you're called to live by faith. 
That's what he wants you to do, is to live. Oh, I don't know how I'm going to make it. I don't, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't get called back to work. I got a car payment. I got a house payment. Uh, uh, Cheryl, what, what do you think? can you pray for me? Please, please. The just shall live by faith. And it's good to get people to pray for you. It's good to call here and get yes. prayer. We love it. We will pray with you. But the reality is, even so many hundreds and hundreds of years ago, Martin Luther, he tacked those edicts on the wall of the church, and it was because he'd had the revelation that the just shall live by faith. You know, it's a faith walk for all of us, and we're all at different places. But God knows what's going on. He didn't wake up. We've been saying this over and over. God didn't wake up this morning and say, Man, I better get busy. There's a coronavirus and people are getting freaked out. He knows. He knew. He had a plan when the enemy was sending the virus. So God is in control. And we have to do what? Look at this whole thing and say, okay, I'm just going to believe God. I'm going to believe by faith. Hebrews 11.6. How many want to please God? Amen. Now that you're born again, do you want to please God? Let me show you how to please God. Read the scripture. Uh-huh. Okay. Hebrews eleven six, But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Wow. So faith with seeking. He puts them both together. I want to please God. For Amen. I'm not going to... For he that cometh to God, he that's born again, he that's a child of God, must believe that he is. I believe that God is the Savior of the world. His name is Jesus. And that he is a rewarder. A rewarder. I got something coming of those that diligently seek him. So I'm a rewarder. If, if I, and I can please him if I walk by faith right now in this economy... And in this virus, in this world, I will please him. Amen. And that blank is, you cannot please God without faith. All right, 1 John 5, 4. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. Say, I'm an overcomer. And this is the victory that overcometh the world. Even our faith. Mm, leave it up there. Mm-hmm. We overcome the world, even our faith. Another verse says, even by our faith. So we overcome the world and the things in the world. This is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Our faith is what brings us to a place of overcoming. Amen. James 1, 5 and 6. Oh, uh, 1 John 5, 4 then. Living victorious over the world requires faith. You want to live victoriously and overcoming, you have to have faith. Fill in the blank there is victorious and faith. Number five. James 1, 5 and 6. Now this is key. Uh, when you pray. If any of you lack wisdom, 
let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed. Effective prayer requires faith. Fill in the blank there is effective. Prayer. Uh, I mean prayer. Effective prayer requires faith. God wants us to pray with understanding and to pray with intent. We can't just so often people go before God and they got this list of requests. <laughs> and we want God to do A, B, C, D. And that's not prayer in the sense of intimacy with God. Prayer, coming before God, saying, God, help, and talking to God. Just as you would someone you loved and cared for. Praying with intent. God, this is what's going on. I really need help. I'm believing you, God, for this to happen, for this to come to pass. And praying intentionally. Amen? Pray with faith, believing. Pray the word. Pray with faith, believing. Sometimes, you know, we pray. Hello, God. We get in our prayer closet. Mine's the couch by the window. And uh, we get in our prayer closet on our knees. Oh, God, hello, I'm here. Oh, God, how am I going to make it? I don't know. Oh, Lord, help me, help me, Jesus, please. I mean, after a while, God understands when we're new Christians as we begin to develop because faith takes time to grow. But after a while, we have to pray from a place of authority yeah. in faith believing, not I call MNC and say MNC. Come on, say MNC. You know what that is? That's murmuring complaining. We don't want to MNC in our prayer closet. We want to come from a place of saying the word, believing and praying in faith. Believing God's going to do it. Amen? Good. Romans 5.1. And those blanks are, you have justification. Justification with God. Through faith. Romans 5.1 Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. You have been justified. Just, I heard an old-time preacher say one time, just as if you never sinned. Your sins are forgiven. If you are a child of God, everything you've done in the past, mm-hmm. he took it at the cross and he justifies you by faith, believing. I remember the day I came to the Lord Jesus Christ. I was on 10 Mile in Harper, St. Angeles Church. I had a load of guilt of things I did wrong to people, to my ex-wife, and to people. But when I asked God to forgive me by faith, I was, and I just simply said, Jesus, you said that you died for sins. Now you know I got a bunch. Alcohol, drugs, ripping people off, stealing, counting, doing things that I'm not proud of. Amen? But God, through faith, justified me. When I walked out of that church, it was like 10,000 bricks had lifted off of me. 
I didn't understand everything. I didn't have the proper teaching. I didn't know what had transpired. I had passed from death to life. I had been forgiven, and the weight of sin was lifted off of me. Justified, just as if you never sinned. Isn't that great news? Just as if you never sinned. See that, Cheryl? Every time you talk to me nasty, it's already paid for at the blood of Jesus Christ at the cross. Just as if cool. you never sinned. Then I don't have to stop. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and me too. The uh, awesome thing too is this year, part of the prophetic word of the Lord for the year is to cut off the past. Mm-hmm. Cut it off. You know, we have to be reminded daily, cut off the past. Your past is not part of your future. Your past That's isn't good. even part of your present anymore. You've got to cut it off. So you did things that you don't, aren't proud of. So you're, uh, you did some things that you shouldn't have done. Tell me one person in the whole world who hasn't. Just as if you never sinned. And if you don't begin to cut off the past, then you walk around carrying all your baggage with you. And it gets very laboring and very tiresome. Cut it off. God already did. You know, when you look at the Lord and you say, God, but I did this and I got this. And the Lord looks at you and says, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't remember any of that. That's where we have to get. And so he says it right there. Don't insult him. Don't insult Jesus. He says, it's just as if you never did it. Romans 5.1. Claim that word for your life because you are justified. You are cleansed. And you don't have to look back. And don't let the enemy rub your nose in it. Don't let him do that. Cut him off. Cut him off out of your mind. Cut off your past. Amen? You're justified. Amen. Amen. With God through faith. Fill in the blank there is justified and faith. Next one, Acts Acts 15, verse 9. And the blanks are your hearts are purified by faith. Hearts purified faith. Look at this. And put no difference between us and them, purifying their hearts by faith. Mm. That's good. There's times where I've said, Lord, these thoughts that come, these things, the wickedness in my heart. I know I'm born again. I know I have eternal life. I know I belong to Jesus. But some thoughts come to me. And I want to be justified in my heart. I want to be right in my heart before God. And this is done through faith. Believing the finished product that I'm justified. Believing that he will purify me if I will believe that he will. That's simple. Lord, I believe that you'll pure from my heart. I step out in faith, believing. That's right. And over time, he does it. As you speak it out into the life, into the open. Amen. How many of you like things, you like your heart pure before God? Mm-hmm. Amen. It's a great feeling. Thank you, Jesus. All right, look at Galatians 2.16. Knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by the faith of Jesus Christ, even we have believed in Jesus Christ, that we might be justified by the faith of Christ, and not by the works of the law. For by the works of the law shall no flesh be justified. Wow. If you look at that verse, Galatians 2.16, he kind of says it two times. 
He repeats himself. Why? Because we have to be reminded of that. You can't do enough stuff for God. Amen? Say, I can't do enough stuff. That's right. He just he justifies you because of the blood of Jesus, because Jesus lives in you. Not because of a bunch of stuff you do. Good you geez. can't pray enough Bible verses and prayers. You can't do a bunch of good things. You're justified because you've been crucified with Jesus. Those blanks are you are justified by faith, not by works in Jesus Christ. You know, uh, Bishop and I both, grew up in a church where uh, you just had to do a bunch of stuff. And I can remember, you know, being taught as a child, you know, do this, but don't do that. And, you know, all these do's and don'ts. And the, the problem is we get to be so focused in our mind that if we just do all the good things we're supposed to do, nothing bad will ever happen in our lives. Well, wow, what happens when all our efforts don't come to pass that way and bad things happen? How many of you know bad things happen to good people? Amen. And it's because we have no, we cannot be dependent on anything other than the blood of Jesus, not by what we do. Amen. You don't do good deeds or good works in order to gain the favor of God. That's right. Amen. Because you may do good works or good deeds as a result of your conversion to Christ, but your good deeds and good works won't get you right with God. Amen. It's when by faith we accept Christ as our personal Savior, repent of our sins. Then we're made justified. And then we will do good deeds as a result of it. But not your good deeds will earn you brownie points in heaven. Amen? Let me just say one thing to that for inner healing purposes. We as a people, a lot of us have been raised uh, to do good things to the place where we become perfectionists. We grew up in homes that were dysfunctional. And I don't... Please hear my heart. All of us have grown up in dysfunction at some level, okay? But we cannot live our whole lives blaming our parents. We make choices. But the reality is we are raised sometimes where we look for that approval because that's the way we saw our earthly parents. You know, I grew up with a very critical father. Now, my dad loved me the best way he knew how. And I love my dad, but everything was based on, did I measure up? Did I do the right things and do all these things? And so when I came to God, when I came to Christ, I was expecting, I just had to do a bunch of good things to get my father's approval. So I needed healing. Saints, we need healing in these areas. And don't be afraid to go get that healing. Don't be afraid. Evangel has all kinds of programs and outreach to help you reach that healing. But get that healing you need. Our book would help you. If you need our book, call the office. 
anything that's going to heal those areas so that you can see dad and see him in God. And you don't have to look for approval. He approves. He loves you just the way you are. Amen. All right, Galatians 2.20. Those blanks are your new life is to be lived by faith. Lived by faith. Let's look at Galatians 2.20. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. The life which I live now. Amen. After he's born again. The life I live, I think he has a relationship with Christ. Life which I live, I now live in the flesh. I live by faith. So say now. Now. I live by faith. I live by faith. That's good. Your life is to be lived by faith. We can't just run around saying, I believe, I believe. We've got to live it. How many of you are looking for God to work that work in you so he lives big in you? So people see you and they're like, wow, I want what you have. They see the change in your life. They're like, Whatever this is, it works. It's Jesus, and he lives in you. Let's look at Ephesians 3, 17. That Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love. Okay. Because Christ dwells in your heart by faith, you are rooted and grounded in love. Now, there's no way that you can say Jesus Christ lives big in me and you not love. You have to love. And it's not something you try really hard and have to remind yourself, I got to love. It's something that changes your heart when Jesus comes and lives in you. You just change. You just suddenly are more tender-hearted, loving, kind. Mm-hmm. And not that you don't have your days. We all have our days. But we're able to love. We find suddenly we'll tear up or cry when we see a hurting person. Or we see something that is just really hard to believe or take and we cry and we're, we're living that, that love of Jesus. And that's what really makes you different than all the other people in the world. If they don't have Jesus, it's the love. It's the love of God. And God lives in your heart. Jesus has to live in your heart. And of course, it's by faith. You can't open your heart right now and out pops Jesus. But it's all by faith. You know, even when people meet up with you that haven't seen you in years, what's, what is it that they do when they know you've got Christ or there's something different about you? And they'll say, what, what happened to you? And you'll say, oh, I found the Lord and he changed my life. And I just love. That's the key. 
Next verse. Galatians 3, verse 2. Look at all that faith can do for you. This only would I learn of you. Received ye the Spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? He's saying, I'm teaching you something. He's saying right there, look at, you didn't get this by the law. You got it by faith. That answer there is, the spirits or your hearing is received by faith. Faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. That's why That's it's right. important at this time you spend a little extra time in the word. Yes, you're to pray. Yes, you're to repel the fiery darts with faith, put up the shield. But right now you need to spend a little extra time in the word. Amen? Because as you spend time in the word of God, amen, It'll rise your faith. Faith cometh by what? Hearing by the word of God. So spend a little extra time in the word of God. Get the TV off. Get this junk out of your spirit. Get it off. Get that news off. It'll just plant seeds. Amen? Now, I, I, I do watch the news every night, every morning and night, right here. CBN, Christian Broadcasting Network. It's the 700 Club, Pat Robinson. It's a Christian. News of the Christian perspective. That keeps me abreast of what's going on in the world. Amen? So I watch the news, but news of the Christian perspective. 700 Club. But as far as secular TV, no, 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 no. The stuff that's going on there and the seeds that are being planted, faith cometh by hearing. Well, if faith comes by hearing the word of God, where does fear come from? By hearing the word of what? The enemy. Where does faith and doubt come from? By hearing the words of the enemy. Amen? You know, when you're talking about uh, what you receive by faith, you have to get intense in your warfare to cut off the enemy, to block the enemy, because he wants to attack your faith, attack you, and just really, how many of you find it's the, the thought patterns of your mind that the enemy goes after first. And you have to begin to war. You have to begin to get intense. There is the cutest um, song and, and a woman dancing on Facebook, and it's on the coronavirus, but um, her name's Pamela Pumpkin. And uh, it's the cutest thing because she talks about if someone comes near you, what do you do? You block them. And she starts getting all physical, and she goes, you block them, and you block them, and you block them. And she's, you know, and that's what we got to do with the devil. When he attacks your mind, block them. When he comes at your uh, kids, block them. When he comes at your marriage, block them. And really begin to do the warfare. When he tries to bring up your, fat, your past, cut him off. Get physical in your prayer closet. It's really okay. Nobody's there with you, and who cares? Because God wants you to block the enemy from your life, from speaking to your mind. Begin to realize that's not you thinking those things. That's not you or God telling you, you know, you're nothing but a loser. You don't deserve anything. That is the enemy. Block them. 
with the blood of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Amen. A lot of times I'll hear people say, I don't have any faith, Pastor. I just don't have any faith to believe. That's a lie. That's right. Well, let me show you in the word of God. I believe the word of God over what I think I have. Do you believe the word? How many believe the word? You're here tonight. Aren't you? you believe the word. So I don't have any faith, Pastor. I just don't have any faith. Let's see what the Bible says. Everybody do this. Come on, do this. You have to work it. You have to work your work faith. Work your faith muscle. Look at this. Here. That's good. All right, let's look at that. Romans 12, 3. For I say through the grace given to me to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, according as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. God has dealt to what? Every man the measure or degree of faith, a portion of faith. So you all start with some faith. Amen? But you build that muscle by believing through difficulties, trials, and testings. You build that muscle. And I'm telling you, your muscles are going to be built this time. Everybody say amen. That's good. That blank there is every Christian is given a measure of faith. That's good. All right, 2 Corinthians 1.24. Not for that we have dominion over your faith, but are helpers of your joy. For by faith you stand. All right. You stand in life by faith. So I'm standing by faith. By faith. That's right. All right, 2 Corinthians 5, 7. Ah, this is a great one. For we walk by faith, not by sight. Aha. So look at the blanks. You walk by faith and not by sight. You know, as Christians, we really got to get this one deep in our spirit. Because it's so easy to get caught up in what we see. Because it's right there in front of us. And we can't help it sometimes. And so fear sets in. And doubt. And unbelief. And all that junk comes at you. But remember what I just said prior to this. I said block it. Begin to block it when it comes at you. Because the reality is you don't, as a Christian... You're not, uh, uh, you can't walk by only what you see. You walk by faith. Nope, my God is going to do this. My God is stronger than this. My God will get me through this. And right now, saints, as people uh, walk in the earth, we've got to be the ones to lead, saying, we're getting through this. We're going to stand, and we're getting through this together. And that's, I really believe that is part of what God is doing. He's unifying the people. Unifying the people of God, and they're taking it to the streets and unifying the nation. Because we're all in this together. Amen? Next one. Mark 440. Our last blank here. He said to them, why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? Mm-hmm. <laughs> why are you so fearful? 
Is it because you have no faith? Now, I know perfect love casts out fear, but the counter antidote for fear is faith. It says, when you know God and you have perfect love of God rules in your heart, perfect love casts out fear. But the antidote, the opposite of fear is faith. And he says it right here. Faith replaces fear. Look at what faith can do for you. I've just picked out some scriptures. You're saved by faith. You're loved and rooted and grounded by faith. You walk by faith. You live by faith. You repel fear by faith. Amen? All these things faith has done for you. It's time we stand up in the body of Christ and say, Lord, faith, faith, more faith, 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 and more faith. Amen? Look what faith can do for you. We need faith at this time. Faith to live, to stand. You can't please God without faith. This is just a refresher about some basic things about faith. But if we'll get an understanding of what faith will do right now, we all need this. Let's get this in our hearts. God, develop this stuff in my heart so I don't walk in fear. That's Amen? Say faith. 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 Now remember, hands together. Say pray. Pray. Wash. Wash. Say pray. 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 Spray. Amen. Say pray. Pray. Spray. Spray. Say pray. Pray. And wash. And wash. We've got to use wisdom at this time. But it's our faith and believing in our trust, the two twin sisters. Believing and having trust in God is what causes us to a place of overcoming. Watch this last clip. Let's prepare to close. And I don't know how I'm going to pay my bills. We just don't know. I think it's not knowing is what the problem is. Please, none of you take any chances. I mean it. In the midst of the coronavirus, what's the safest, best response? Fear, foolishness, or faith? The coronavirus is now a declared global pandemic. People are responding to this surreal spreading disease in several ways. Fear is paramount. Hoarding, riots, debilitating anxiety, and not just social distancing, but social isolation. People suggesting fear is not appropriate are sometimes labeled foolish. And perhaps some are, because they don't seem to be taking the threat seriously, refusing to change their routines or behaviors. Fear, foolishness. There's a third response. For Christians, it should be faith. Christians believe God is engaged. He's not surprised, nor is he vindictive or a cosmic meaning. Faith is not blindness. It's not irrational. It's belief in God's revelation of himself in the world, in his word, and in his son, Jesus Christ. Faith gives us assurance providence knows us individually. As the scripture says, so do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Everybody say amen.
Now, let me, let, me, let me bring it home to you. Romans chapter 14, verse 23, the last part of the verse. Amen. And that doubteth is damned if he eat, because he eateth not of faith. Here's the key. For whatsoever is not of faith is sin. Whoa, 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 whoa. Just, I want you to focus on the last part of that verse. For whatever is not of faith is sin. Mm. I want to please God. I don't want to sin anymore against him. So I'm going to walk and live and move and have my being by faith. I want to take care, be careful what I put in my ears. Jesus just said, take heed of what you hear and your eyes, what you see. I'm going to live and walk by faith at this difficult time. We have our struggles. I have my concerns. I have a staff. Amen. We have to press forward by faith, live by faith, stand by faith, walk in faith. We're justified by faith and we're saved by faith. This whole thing is about faith. Amen. Now, I know we're saved by grace. We tap into the grace by faith, though. The provision of grace has been made, but you tap into it by faith. We brought some positive confessions tonight to help you at this difficult time. And I want you to put one of these to come home with you as we profess these together out loud. Can I get somebody to pass these out for us? And begin to use these daily or in your part of your prayer time. We've this given time. you some prayers the past couple of weeks. And if you'd like copies and you weren't able to get them, all you need to do is call the office, 586-773-6568, and it'll be our honor to get these prayers to you. Amen? So, as we close tonight, just want to encourage you, take communion every day. We took communion this morning, and I just encourage you every day, take the communion table. It is for cleansing, it is for healing, but it is a weapon of war. And we need to fight in this hour against the enemy who has uh, brought this plague and defeat him. That curve will be flattened in the name of Jesus. And we are going to see God get all the glory in this. So uh, take communion every day. It is, pray Psalm 91. It's the psalm of protection. Uh, my daughter was just coming home from work this evening from the hospital, and she called me and she said, Mom, I'm praying Psalm 91. I got it playing on my uh, radio thing right now, or whatever that was she had going. But she had the word going because she had come out of the hospital and she just wanted to be encouraged. Psalm 91 is so awesome. And then take communion. And know that we're here, you know, there's a team of about two or three of us here throughout the day, most days, and we're here to pray. We're here to, if you, you want to talk, if you need to pray, call. Call so we can minister to your life. And then if you need food, we have some canned goods we can uh, be happy, again, to share with the community in our pantry. 
We just want to reach out and be kind and helpful in this hour. Amen? As well as be wise and uh, use God's wisdom. Hey, remember the practical side. What? That's right. Pray. Come on. And spray. Pray and wash. Amen. All right. Let's pray tonight. Follow with me. Do, uh, say it right with me, even as you're in your homes. No, Satan. The word of God says, I have authority over you. I don't have to listen to you. I've been made the righteousness of God through Jesus Christ. And I refuse to go one step further under your influence. You are not my God. Jesus is my Lord. I renounce, reject, and repent of every negative word I have ever spoken against myself and others in my life. I cancel the power of those words and dedicate my mouth to speaking your word of faith. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So I set myself to fill my heart with your word of faith. Put a watch, O Lord, over my lips. I set myself to speak in line with the word of God. As your child, I confess that I am healed. I am filled with your mighty Holy Spirit. I am victorious in every area of my life because you have made it so. Father, I thank you that I no longer will be double-minded by the words of my mouth. I let the words of Christ dwell in me richly in all wisdom. I make a quality decision to take control of my tongue and what I hear. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable unto you, Lord. Be my strength and my redeemer. Everything I do, whether in word or deed, I do in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks unto you, breaking the spirit of fear in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's close with some praise and worship. Don't forget, Wednesday night, food will be here at 5 o'clock, men's meeting at 5.30. Church will be at 7 and be online or in person. Yeah. Amen. On Wednesday. Uh, this week, they're canceling the Celebrate Recovery. Yeah. Amen. On Thursdays. I'm relieving the, the department heads to make their choices. So they have decided to cancel Celebrate Recovery. But Wednesday, we're having church. Amen. How does Sharon be here to teach Bible study? Dr. Sharon, you'll be here, right? Uh, you'll be teaching the first. I'm, I'm going to be doing live stream in room 202 or whatever that is, um, live stream, and it's going to be the first Wednesday of the month, so I'll be sharing on inner healing and deliverance. Come get some healing. Yeah. Amen. You're right here in the Tune building. in to live stream. Or they can come here. Amen. Well, yes. Or you can stay home. Or they can come here. Or they can stay home. Whatever you feel comfortable with, church will be going Wednesday. Amen. Let's stand to our feet.